Hi everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is December 20th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Break Every Chain by Jesus Culture. Today we're going to continue in the book of Revelation. We are on chapter 18. I want to continue in the book of Revelation so there's not too much of a gap between the chapters but I'm going to try to incorporate some point before Christmas Day the first advent a message in regards to the first advent of Jesus Christ when he came down to be born of the Virgin Mary we need to celebrate that with all of our hearts and be mindful that that very same God that came down to be born of the Virgin Mary is going to come back one day. So I want to give just a short recap of Revelation 17. And I know I say this quite often that I'm just usually very fatigued and tired when I give these messages. And sometimes I make a lot of mistakes, fumble my words and whatnot. And so I just wanted to just go back one chapter just to point out just a few things. I had mentioned, well, took a guess really as to who um, the, what kings of the world will be at war <laughs> in these chapters. And I think I had mentioned uh, uh, what possible countries, um, Russia, and I had mentioned, uh, meant to say the country Russia and the country USA, more so, of course, the capital of the United States, uh, could come into play. I don't know. These are only guesses. But take heart to anybody that's that lives in either countries mentioned or think that they're in a country perhaps like Iran, take heart that those that belong to Jesus will already be gone and out of these of these countries, out of the world. We will be with him. So it doesn't matter what countries are involved. It, it really doesn't because really we are his church. We are um, one person. We're not a country. You and I are one person. You are one person. And it is our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, our personal relationship with him. He is our king. He is our king of kings, our Lord of lords. And we answer to no one else. So it doesn't matter which country we live in. It doesn't matter if our country is one of the countries that is against God. It doesn't matter. It ma what matters is our, our, our personal relationship with the Lord. That's what matters. So I'm not going to take any, any guesses anymore. I mean, I don't know. There has been a lot of spec, there's been a lot of speculation and only God knows what happens, which rulers of the world stand against him. And we have to be mindful of our own self.
in any place in the United States that what matters is where we stand when he comes back. Are we standing with the world or are we standing with Jesus Christ? And that's, that, that's it. That's it. Don't worry about what your country's doing or going to do. So it, it has been, uh, I believe I mentioned that Babylon is a symbol. I don't believe it to be a, a city. I don't believe it to be a country. I don't believe it to be anything like that because it's got to be big enough to house all the evil in the world. So that's one big space, right? Because <laughs> there's certainly more evil than good in the world. So Babylon is a symbol of all the false religions, atheisms, you, atheism, all of that. Anybody and everybody that is against Jesus is part of Babylon. It's any worship against God, any worship against God is adultery. And this is what, what Jesus means. If, if you're siding with the world, you're compromised in any way. You're committing adultery. You're stepping out of your relationship with him. This is what he's saying. And the beast who fools so many people, he fools so many people into taking that mark, into worshiping him. He just, I don't, I don't know how he does it. How he can fool people that claim to believe in Jesus. I mentioned just yesterday to somebody that I know someone that thinks that people are saved if they know Jesus. Oh, that person's saved. They know who Jesus is. Well, let me tell you, in the world, there isn't very many people that don't know who Jesus is. Everybody has heard of Jesus. I find it very hard to believe that there are many that have not heard of Jesus. Because I did a podcast at one point where I said, from generation to generation to generation to generation, the either the faith of Jesus or the faith of some other religion is passed down. But of every faith, they've heard of God, the God of Israel, Jesus Christ. Whether they believe that he came down to be born 2,000 years ago or not, they've heard of Jesus. So everybody, in my opinion, knows who Jesus is. But doesn't mean that they're saved. It does not mean that they're saved. So, the beast, he turns on the harlot in the last three and a half years, which begins the last three and a half years of the tribulation. And at that time, there is uh, no more mercy or grace from Jesus. 
There's only going to be God's wrath. And I also want to mention of, of Revelation 17. For those, because we're going to go into the destruction. Chapter 18 talks about the, the fall of Babylon the Great. For anybody out there that's, that's listening, there is no global peace. There's no utopia. I, I've heard it quite often. Oh, you know, one day we're just, we're just all going to live in peace. Not in this world. When Jesus comes back, his second advent, he's going to destroy evil on this earth. And then he makes a new earth for his people. So on this earth, the earth that we have our feet planted on today, there's no utopia. There's no global peace. And the world leaders, they, they're going to, and a lot of them already do, bow down to the Antichrist. You know, all this talk about aliens. Well, obviously, there are no aliens because if there were, we'd read about it in the Bible. God's not going to leave something like that out. But it, any alien that anybody has seen or whatever is demonic. These aliens that people are seeing are demons. Now they are real. Whether they're flying in on saucers, flying saucers, or you UFOs, unidentified flying objects, they're demonic. And there, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them because we know that the good angels are there. The count of them is too numerous to count. And so a third of them are fallen angels. And so anyway, so we're going to be reading about the people that are doing business are trying to build their wealth. And they're doing business with the harlot, with the bad guys, right? We, we want to, our treasure is in heaven. So we want to store up our treasure. So when we get to heaven, we're, we're, we're going to heaven. And, and heaven is our treasure. Heaven is our, king, our kingdom where we're going to, to live with our, with our God. And... If we're down here making rotten choices and only wanting to, to get rich and even richer yet, so we can have more, more, more for me, 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 you may want to rethink, rethink things. I'm not saying that you can't make money. We got to make money to pay our bills, but we have to have it at the back of our mind that we cannot serve both God and money because we may not be making the right decisions going forth so let's get our Bibles out I, I just do not trust wealth 
because when everything starts falling apart, you're going to be one of the ones that are weeping in this that from this uh, prophesied chapter. You're going to be weeping. But if you place all your hope and trust in Jesus, that's where the real, real wealth comes from. Believe it in Jesus. So invest <laughs> your time in Jesus. That investment huh, will bring you an eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. That's where you want to invest your time. So, in the last chapter, I believe, might have been chapter 16, where the sickle of the Lord and he he reaps the earth and he and he and he <laughs> starts harvesting who's his and he pours out his wrath and then we went into the seven bowl judgments which it begins the three-year tribulation and the mercy and grace is running out and we hear of all the bowls the whole world contaminated by either all the waters turned to blood so can you imagine the stench and then people are scorched by the sun and and people are blaspheming the, the name of God and they do not repent and give him glory and then he pours out the the bowl where it's pitch dark I forgot to mention that um, I believe it might be the first, yes, it's the first bowl, the loathsome, the loathsome sores, the boils. I've never personally had a boil, but I've doctored somebody that has had one. And they're nasty looking, and they don't feel good. Can you imagine? Now the whole world that's taken this 666 number, that has not put their faith in Jesus, that has not invested their time well in knowing our Creator and wanting to have Him as Lord and Savior of their lives. <clears throat> They've got these boils. And they're mad. <laughs> they're mad and they get even more mad at God. So the whole world becomes contaminated in one way or the other. And they're just cursing God. So they have such hardened hearts, full of pride. These are the ones that are going to come into God's wrath. Their finality, right? So let's read. Sorry, I know I just said that, but the fall of Babylon the Great. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place for demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance 
of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her inequities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Pause, hallelujah. Oh, haven't we all been waiting for the strong, glorious creator, Lord, King of kings to judge her? Continuing, the world mourns Babylon's fall. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore, merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon, and incense, fragrant oil, and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and bodies and souls of men. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things, who became rich by her, will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what is like this great city? They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, the great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she is made desolate. 
Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Finality of Babylon's Fall Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down, and shall not be found anymore. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeteers shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore, and the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you any more. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. Pause. Oh my goodness. So the second angel is saying, come out of her. Warning, last warning, come out. And I just love it that Jesus Christ, he comes and reveals what's going to happen in the future. And these are warnings for everyone. He doesn't exclude anyone. Anybody can grab the Holy Bible. There have been people that don't believe on him that have read the Holy Bible just to read because they're readers. And so they want to read the Bible. Why not? So they've read it. And it's for all to see. People, pick up your Bibles. Hold on to it. This, this is the only thing God left for us besides this Holy Spirit, but I mean something that we can grab and read the Word of God. Because by a word, in the next chapter, in the next chapter, when Christ comes on his white horse, by a word of God, the remaining evil people that took the mark, that did not repent, that were too that had, that had too much pride, like their father the devil, by a word, they're going to drop dead into their, into, into, excuse me, their eternal hell. That's the next chapter. But listen, there's just a, so much warning to, like I said in the beginning, before I read, don't don't be one of the ones that worships money because by worshiping money, you're going to eventually worship the beast. And he's saying, get out, get out of that lifestyle of any sort, any kind of worship against God is adultery. And this means compromise. There's so many people that compromise just to get along with the world, just to make the extra dollar. Now, like I said, we've got to earn money to live on, right? But there is going to come a time 
when that that wad of money isn't going to do us any good because we can we're only going to be able to use <clears throat> excuse me that wad of money to buy from babylon from evil they're the only ones that are going to be selling merchandise so do not put your trust in wealth because when it all hits the fan when everything starts falling apart you're you're not going to be one of the ones sitting back weeping and wailing why because you haven't compromised your faith in Jesus you are one of the ones that has been taken raptured martyred whatever however your end is but do not put your wealth and your trust in money because it's not going to be any good in the end it really isn't so this is basically warning warning last warning last call uh, and then that last angel <clears throat> that last angel says let's see where the other angel comes out uh, oh in the finality of uh, Babylon's fall but before that the second angel says rejoice over her O heaven and you apostles and prophets for God has avenged you on her finally finally the finality what we've been waiting for for God to come and get rid of evil alas alas and then the finality of Babylon's fall when the the last mighty angel uh, takes out a great millstone and throws it into the sea this this is how it goes down we can't change it this is the written word of God whether you want to choose to believe that or not whether we are living in the time of Christ's return or not we need to tell people it cannot skip a generation it already has I know people that they have parents that just decided they weren't going to share their faith with their children and so these children are just wanderers they don't have their they don't have faith in Jesus and then if they don't have faith in Jesus how are they going to teach their children and that is why from generation to generation we pass down our faith so it's not it's not skipped so we don't there's not a generation that's skipped so uh, just to go into my thoughts a little bit I I might have and I like always am tired I might have already said that I, I do want to do a message regarding the first advent because of course people need to know that Jesus Christ left his kingdom to come down and be born in the flesh as a as a baby but he's not a baby anymore he came down to be born as human so he could 
save people by, by him being crucified and dying for our sins and being our last sacrifice, being the last sacrifice. So we could be forgiven those that believe on him. But he came as a baby, and this is why we celebrate Christmas and his birth. That is, he, he is number one today, yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. And so that's why we, we celebrate his birth. And before I started the book of Revelation, God had put it on my heart to to do messages on the book of Revelation. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a task. Because, uh, you know, we can be our own worst critic, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, there, we, we can read and God can reveal in his word what he reveals to us. And then later on, he can reveal more to us. And, but really, Nobody can ever be 100% sure about how, how Jesus does any of this. Only he knows who aren't his and who, who, who are not going to uh, live with him for eternity. So anyway, this has been quite the task, but we're going to go into Heaven Exults Over Babylon next time, next chapter, chapter 19. And we are almost done. We've got three chapters left. So we'll, we'll get going. I know I haven't been coming on and it's just been, haven't had the opportunity really because of, uh, I need a quiet space. And in order to have a quiet space, I need an empty house because I don't live in a large house where I can go into a room and just do messages it, it it's I need a soundproof room and I don't do not have it so I'm going to try to come on as soon as possible to do a message on the first advent and hopefully finish out the book of revelation before the new year because listen we we need to start talking about Jesus Christ not only that he came down to be born, but that he's coming back. I have, I think I mentioned that I knew somebody in the family. Well, the person is in the family, was married to somebody that was, there was a divorce going on. But this, this guy, um, he got into a wreck and he was instantly dead, right? There was no warning. There were no warnings. <laughs> but... The first thing that ever enters my mind is, oh my goodness, was he saved? Did he have an intimate relationship with the Lord? Had he made Jesus Christ his Lord and Savior? Had he repented? And it came to my attention that he, he was in intimate relationship with the Lord, and he had repented. And that just brought me great joy because I knew that he went to heaven. And I, I didn't make it to his funeral, but... I had heard that he looked like he was just asleep in his coffin. And I always love to hear that because usually a great indication if a person is look so rigid that they they made it into heaven if they look like they're in a peaceful sleep because they died peace they, they didn't this guy did not I mean his death was it was a head-on collision. So for him to have that look of peace on his face 
was clear. Even if I hadn't known <laughs> that somebody hadn't told me, uh, it was actually Facebook that <laughs> told me really um, from his Facebook that I could see that he had an intimate relationship with the Lord. But if I hadn't seen that and I had gone to the funeral and saw his face in the coffin, I would have said, oh yeah, he's home. He's home in eternity with the Lord. But I also wanted to share, I shared that because we don't, just because there are people that think, I heard yesterday somebody mentioned that somebody else had mentioned that their God wasn't coming for 300 years. I, I, I don't know where they got that. But because nobody knows the day or the hour, right? But because we don't know, this is why God tells us to be ready all the time. And because we could be taken instantly just like that. And sometimes God gives people warnings and sometimes, not warnings, but um, time to repent. And sometimes he doesn't. I, I know some people that have had cancer that are still kind of far away from God. Uh, are still going through their battles and they're they're still far away from God. So they're they're not uh, I, I always think oh gosh, you know Sometimes God will take somebody like that and it's like oh surprise that you 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 weren't ready <laughs> and other times people are given this long drawn-out illness and They're st still not getting ready for eternity so I don't know but I've heard recently of another situation that has happened and I'll go ahead and share some of the details but so this is what I heard we've got this is this is about somebody out there that I heard this story about which is powerful really it's a testimony and she was living a lifestyle of uh, she was a lesbian, and she she's young. She had she she was she's just a lesbian, and so what I had heard is that her mother had been at a church in in an area close by, uh, not in the same city, but. Uh, about an hour away and this pastor this unknown pastor and this was a place that she I don't know if she was a regular there I don't think so because she didn't know the pastor that came up to her and told her that her daughter was going to die tragically in a car accident and she was going to be with a couple of other men and she was going to die instantly and this was going to take place in December. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, who, who would ever want to hear that from anybody, right? So then the story continues that the same pastor, same unknown pastor, found the daughter. And there couldn't have been any way that anyone could have known that these were daughter and mother. And this same pastor came up to her, and this is the lesbian daughter, and said, you are going to die tragically in a car accident. You're going to be with two other men, and uh, this is going to happen in December. 
And so then, of course, the mother and daughter later on, you know, they're trying to find each other and they're sharing, you know, this guy, this random pastor came up to me and said this. And she said, yes, oh, my gosh, he came up to me and said the same exact thing. Well, the, the miracle of it is that this daughter miraculously, her life was transformed and she's not a lesbian anymore. It was like, like the veil was lifted off of her face and she became a believer and she is not a lesbian anymore. Whether, whether this is going to take place or not, you know, a lot of people are prophesying, you know, if this happens and obviously this person was a prophet or, uh, you know, I don't know if this random person, I'll have to I don't know, I do a little more investigating, but whether or not this was a December this December or, you know, a December in the future, I don't know. But the, the, the powerful, the, there's power in prayer. And I have to say that I have a prayer group and in this prayer group, we have been praying for people we know that are in the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. And this gal was one of the people we were praying for and uh, others also we have been praying for. Anybody that we could think of that was in this lifestyle, we would jot their name down and uh, pray deliverance over them. So prayer answered, I believe that if a person has a praying mother, grandmother, uh, and then there are other people praying for deliverance, I really believe that God hears. He hears. And uh, yes, it's a personal choice to be in this lifestyle. But prayer can be answered. It was in this case. And then there's this other person that was jotted down on our list that I was able to be around. And uh, oddly enough, this person is married to a woman. She's a woman married to a woman, but she's the, the uh, dominant woman, the, the husband. <laughs> of the gay marriage and I could tell that she was just longing for a child so I inquired about it does this gal still have her woman parts you know because by at first glance I would think that she's already gone through the change you know but still intact and I think that God is working on her I hope so I pray God is working on her because <laughs> it's time for us to really start asking God to put that desire for him in, in, in these people's hearts. Now, I know of somebody else that I had asked for prayer on him a while back, and I've been praying but again, oh, this guy has, his mother is on board. I have to say, if you have somebody in that lifestyle 
as hard as it is. You can still love your child, but you have to be truthful. You cannot say to that person, well, you know Jesus, so you're okay in that lifestyle. No, no, and a thousand no's. No, no, no. And this guy has a mother that has uh, accepted her son's lifestyle. And I see her in pictures and I think, oh gosh, tell him the truth. Tell him the truth. And it, it might put a wedge between them, but I don't think so. I think you can still, you don't have to alienate somebody, but you can, you can say, you know, you're, you're my son. I love you, but I, I am not on board with your lifestyle. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you like I have never prayed before every day until the Lord takes me home. Something like that. And I only bring that up. There's many sins, many, 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 but that one is on the world stage as the world is trying to tell uh, everybody that that lifestyle is not a sin. And that is, that is utterly, utterly wrong and unforgivable as far as uh, these people need to repent, the ones that are, are pushing this. So... Anyway, I wanted to just share those testimonials um, where God is certainly moving and, and doing great things and, and by the power of prayer and prayer warriors. It's where it says in chapter 18, verse 8, and she will be utterly burned with fire. All, all, like I said, Babylon is a symbol of false religions. Is anybody that's against Jesus and the Word of God, anybody that worships anything else, and, or everything else but God. Even if you are worshiping one, or, or saying, "Oh, all religions are the same," things like that. No. You're committing adultery with Babylon. And it, and it says here, For strong is the Lord who judges her. He will judge. And I, I do want to make note of uh, when the first angel, oh no, this is the second voice that comes from, it's, it's actually just a voice from heaven, not, not a second angel. It doesn't name the second voice an angel. Uh, so excuse me for that fumble. And that, that other voice that comes from heaven says, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, lest you receive all her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her inequities. I'm in the Old Testament, and often I've been reading where God, especially in the book of Judges, where, where God will say, um, your sins have re reached to heaven. It's, it's, it's gone so far, it's reached to heaven. And not that God is missing anybody's even small ones, but, um, and then it says uh, that these merchandise, the people that, the merchants, excuse me, 
did you notice how he paired uh, merchants of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls? Uh, it it would would say um, flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and then it says bodies and souls of men are even being sold. Can you can you believe it? And I think that is all I had for this chapter. Um, just warnings, 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 and. Uh, uh, look, if if I think that's the last warning, where well, there's no more mercy or grace, come out of her, come out of her, come out of her. So I hope I haven't fumbled my words too much. Uh, I do. I think I've said this already. Do not trust wealth because everything falls apart eventually. <laughs> You're not going to be able to use those monies unless you take the mark. Uh, let's see. Put your faith and trust in Jesus. Put your faith and trust in Jesus. Because that sickle of God, he's going to harvest the earth and the wrath of God will be complete. This is coming. I don't know when. So, okay. I give all the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.